We're here in Madison. It's a 10-point lead for Wisconsin, and Jawan Howard just got teed up as he went face-to-face there with Kip Kissinger. I don't get caught up into what's down the road. I'm more concerned about playing good basketball right now because if you don't play good basketball right now, down the road ain't going to happen. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I know that Badger game was two nights ago, and Juwan Howard got teed up two nights ago, and Hunter Dickinson acted like a total boob two nights ago, but... I just like that intro. I like hearing the wise words of Greg Gard. And I like hearing the ESPN call of Juwan Howard losing his mind and getting called up for a tee and really helping the Badgers secure the win the other night. Some nice positivity. I, I like that. And I wish we were able to talk more Badger basketball tonight. I wish we were able to conduct business as usual, which would mean the NBA lounge. I almost wish we were able to talk about Aaron Rodgers tonight. I've had some Aaron Rodgers things to say all week. I haven't got to it. We're talk about the Super Bowl, and then we we're talking Badgers and Bucks. And yesterday we talked a lot of Badgers basketball. And we—I can't even talk about Aaron Rodgers tonight because the Brewers—they're—they're <laughs> they're doing Brewers things, and we need to talk about it. And we need to talk about the Brewers and pitchers and catchers reporting and some of the news out of Maryville and American Family Fields of Phoenix. The Brewers are not an organization; they're not an entity for. Uh, succinct names are they 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 really struggle with (laughs) with concise names that's why miller park was so great now it's american family feel i'm not gonna say all that i'm not retired i don't have a million hours of free time every day american family field you expect me to say that every time american family fields of phoenix jay lining kugel's barrel yard did the designer get paid by the word? Did the naming person get paid by the word to come up with these names? It's so wordy. Oh, the Brewers. The Brewers, the Brewers, the Brewers. Pitchers and catchers reported today. And Adam McAlvey, like he often does, tweeted a video, tweeted a quote. That gets all of Brewers fandom fired up. So to hell with the NBA lounge. The hell with Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk baseball tonight, which normally I love, but... Not exactly the most positive conversation I think we're going to have tonight. I think we're going to get some angry calls and texts and tweets. But hey, that's that's fine. Not every show can be sunshine and roses. Last night, a lot of sunshine and roses with Greg Gard and with the Bucks. Tonight, not so much. That's part of the ebb and flow of sports fandom, especially in Wisconsin, especially with the Brewers. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having an outstanding day. God, I just, I hope you're just doing so good. I hope your day's been great. I'm glad you're here. I think we're going to have a lot of texts and calls tonight related to the Brewers, so I'm looking forward to that. We have two guests. Two. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel will be here. David Gasper of Reviewing the Brew will be here. I sometimes don't ask Gasper to come on because I I feel bad. I ask him all the time. And throughout the season, he comes on with us like once a week. Like that man is... is given so much of his time to the show and, and so much of his energy and so much of his takes. He's so generous. So sometimes I don't ask him. Today, I did not ask David Gasper to come on. He said, would you like to bitch about the Brewers on your show tonight? I said, Gasper, there's always a microphone for you on this show. There's always a spot. There's always a line on the telephone. You're always welcome here. You're part of the family. Come in anytime you want. So David Gasper is going to be here at 530 
And we're going to talk Brewers because pitchers and catchers started today. Uh, Wilson Contreras is in Maryville, and that's great. Uh, other than that, everything else is bad. The Corbin Burns news is not great. Although, although I think it's a little bit more nuanced than what I've heard today. I listened to a lot of Bill's show today. I listened to the afternoon show with Bill and Ben. And they covered a lot of different angles of this. And I listened to uh, some other shows around the state. I made the rounds on the radio and, and a lot of different streams. And I think everyone's upset. I think a lot of people are upset about the wrong things with this Corbin Burns story. So I'm, I'm going to try to get the train car back on the tracks. Although that's maybe a bad analogy to use right now, given what's going on around the country. 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant if you want to be a part of the show tonight and talk brewers if you have no clue what i'm talking about well welcome uh because you're about to jump into the fray with us so pitchers and catchers reported today adam McCalvey tweets out a video of him talking with corbin burns who went through arbitration with the brewers and this is something that we mentioned last week and, and earlier this week the brewers put in at like 10.1 million corbin's burns camp put in at like 10.7 it was a difference of like six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars. and what i said at the time and Maybe it's naive of me. Maybe I don't completely understand the inner workings of baseball. Maybe that's true, and, and I'll own up to that. I'll admit to that. But I said at the time, just give him the 600K. Just save the time and energy. Save the drama. Save the back and forth. Just give him the money. Just give him the money. Just give him the money. I know arbitration is the way it's done. I know that's the way it works. Just give him the money. Corbin Burns is a special case. He's your best player. You're already getting him at a massive discount relative to what he's worth on the open market. Corbin Burns is making 30-plus a year. Starting this year, if he's a free agent, a team would pony that up. And the Brewers are going to get him at $10 million. Now, whether it's 10.1 or 10.7, whatever. Get some goodwill with your player. Just give him the money. Don't take him to court. Don't fight him over this. Give him the money. Well, that's not what happened. They went to arbitration, and the Brewers won. Again, nothing out of the ordinary, but then again, Corbin Burns isn't an ordinary player, which is why I was hoping maybe they'd do it a little differently. Well, they didn't. And Corbin Burns gets to training camp today, or reporting as pitchers and catchers do today at American Family Fields of Phoenix. And Adam McCalvey catches up with him. They have a little bit of back and forth. So I'm going to play you the first half of their conversation. It's 50 seconds long. Here's Corbin Burns talking about the arbitration process, going through that, what it was like. At the hearing, flew in the night before. Um, had the hearing all day Tuesday. Um, spent Valentine's Day on a plane. Um, got home at you know, 10, 11 o'clock and, and got to see my wife before she fell asleep. So that was kind of how the Valentine's Day went. So that was, that was fun. But... Um, yeah, like I say, you, you kind of find out your true value. Um, you think you, you, you work hard for seven years in the organization and five years with the with the big league team, and um, you get in there and basically they, they value you much different than what you thought you'd, you'd contributed to the organization. Um, and it's just, you know, it's obviously it's tough to hear, it's tough to take, but, you know, they're trying to... Um, but I think there was obviously other ways that they, they could have gone about it um, and um, probably been a little more respectful with the, with the way they went about it. But... Um, you know, at the end of the day, here we are. Um, you know, they, they obviously they won it, um, but it, it, when it came down to, to winning or losing the hearing, it was, it was more than that. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there. Now, I have another minute to play you, but let's dig into what was just said. I don't think any of that is surprising. None of that is shocking. I don't think arbitration is fun for any parties involved. The Brewers are trying to fight to save money. The player and his representation is trying to fight to get money. Corbin Burns had to fly down there. It was a whole thing. They sat in a courtroom. I don't like sitting anywhere that I don't want to be for my, I don't like leaving the house. And I don't blame Corbin Burns for not having a good time. No, he also said, look, I get it. It's how it works. That's how the process works. This is how it works. I, I get it, right? 
he also hinted at like, well, I, I wish they could have been a little bit more respectful. Like it's it's not even about the money for me. I I would have gone about it a little bit differently. It's it's about more than the money. So Corbin Burns is saying it sucks. Everyone has to go through it. It's not great, but I get it. But you know, I, I just I didn't love the way the Brewers went about their business. So Corbin Burns is on one hand saying I get it. This is the arbitration process. This is what's outlined in the CBA. This is what we've agreed to. But also, I, man, it's uh, it sucked even more than it should have. The Brewers made this even worse than maybe they they needed to make it. Okay, I guess I'm not shocked to hear any of this. I'm bummed, but not shocked. When the Brewers and Burns went into arbitration, we all kind of figured that it would be frustrating for both parties. Corbin Burns speaking to that. Now, if the, if Corbin Burns' soundbite, if that's all he said, eh, sucks, but. He's going to go back to pitching. The Brewers are going to go back to team building and doing their thing. Whatever. It's the second half of this clip that really made me go, oh, God. So here's Adam McAlvey who asks a follow-up and then burns his answer. Corbin, this is everyone's fear for a player, especially a star player, going to a hearing that it creates just some maybe not bad blood, but just some hard feelings that weren't there before. Um, how, How do you guys repair that? Yeah, I mean, there's there, there's no denying that the relationship is definitely definitely hurt from um, you know what what perspired over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's really no way getting around that. Um, obviously, we're, we're we're professionals and we're going to go out there and, and do our job and, you know, and keep doing what I can every five, every fifth day that I go out there. But um, you know, when some of the things that are said that. Um, you know, for instance, basically, basically put me in the forefront of, of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. You know, we can go go about a hearing without having to do that. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, obviously, you know, they, there was no attacking of, of character, of, you know, person of who I was, but um, just the just the some of the stuff that was said that you know definitely didn't need to be um, said is, is is something that you know, I think kind of disappointed everyone. Okay, so. The part of that that jumped out to me and should jump out to you is this part. Basically put me in the forefront of the reason why we didn't make the postseason last year. I mean, that's something that probably doesn't need to be said. Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't need to be said because it's not true. The Brewers' offense shut off for long stretches last year, and they blew 31 saves. You know why they blew 31 saves? <laughs> they maybe, you know, did that thing where they traded away. One of the best closers in the league in the midst of a pennant race. They're in first place, trading away. Yeah, didn't help. Look, I have nothing written down today. I'm going to, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn my chair around. I'm going to go youth pastor. I'm going to speak from, speak from the heart as I do sometimes. Turn my chair around. There we go. Sound more approachable here. I listened to so much of the Bill Michaels show today, and I listened to some other stations. I'll shout them out. I listened to a little bit of Mike Heller and Billy Schmidt there in Madison. Uh, I listened to a little bit of the afternoon show on the game with Drew Olson, who used to cover the Brewers. Uh, I listened to a little Jim Rome just when I was in the studio. He wasn't talking about Corbin <laughs> Corbin Burns, though. I listened to a couple different shows this afternoon, and I heard a lot of calls from Brewers fans, and I read a lot of tweets from Brewers fans today. And Brewers fans are mad about everything, and they're complaining about everything, and they're referencing everything. Mark Anasio is so cheap. Mark needs to sell the team. I heard some comments on the Bill Michaels show today. Not from Bill, but he was reading comments of, of those who were watching the Bud Light live stream. And they're like, oh, Bally Sports bankrupting, and, and the Brewers aren't getting their money, so they're, they're getting cheap with Burns, you know, this, that, the other. People complaining about money. 
people complaining about, oh, they asked for renovation money for the ballpark, and now they pull this. They do that, right? Every little detail in, in the Brewers zeitgeist, in the Brewers universe, is being referenced and brought to the table today as Brewers fans discuss what's going on with Corbin Burns. And I get that Brewers fans are frustrated. I'm not here to tell you to not be frustrated. It's been a frustrating couple of months. It was a frustrating season last year, especially post-trade deadline. It's not wrong to be frustrated. I'm going to push back a little bit on some of the things that I've read and that I heard today and and tell you to be frustrated about the right things, right? The Brewers might be cheaper than other franchises, but the Brewers have also shown that they're willing to spend money. They ponied up money for Christian Yelich. It didn't work out. Crap. That doesn't mean they didn't spend the money. They spent 10 million bucks on an aging Andrew McCutcheon. It kind of worked out. It was a little weird, but it doesn't mean they didn't spend the money. I'm not here to tell you that Mark Atanasio is spending money left and right. But today's comments from Corbin Burns, not the time and place to complain about Mark Atanasio being cheap. Right? It's not It's not the time and place to complain about being cheap. Brewers fans are saying, well, you won't extend Corbin Burns, you cheap. We've known for a while, folks, that extending Corbin Burns is probably a pipe dream. That didn't just come up today. We did not just today come to the realization that the Brewers probably can't sign Corbin Burns. No, we've been hopeful, right? We keep our fingers crossed that maybe the Brewers and Burns would come to some arrangement or figure out something, but come on, Brewers fans. You know that Corbin Burns staying in Milwaukee under a a fair market deal, going to free agency and and getting a contract from the Brewers is probably not going to happen. This did not affect the long-term chances of Corbin Burns being a Brewer. It's not that, oh, this arbitration went poorly, so so now Burns isn't going to sign here. He probably wasn't going to sign here anyways. Okay? So don't complain about the long-term standing of Corbin Burns in the Brewers organization because his long-term standing probably was never going to be a thing. Don't complain about Mark Atanasio being cheap. Don't reference Bally Sports. This is not about money. This is not a day to complain about money. This is a day to complain about the Brewers and how they've treated their players. And this is a theme this is a sneaky trend that we've had the last year or two. Remember when Lorenzo Cain was, I guess he retired. The Brewers waited until he hit 10 years of service time, and then they DFA'd him. And on his way out the door, Lorenzo Cain made some comments like, man, how they treated people, how they treated me and other veterans. You're like, huh, what does that mean? And then last year, Devin Williams and others talking about the Brewers' commitment to winning and how they treat players. And and Corbin Burns now coming out of arbitration and saying, well, I didn't like some of the that remember when they brought up Josh Hader's tweets in arbitration a couple of years ago? Yeah, I get that that's how arbitration works, and I get the goal is to win the case, win the hearing. But if you alienate some of your best players, some of your clubhouse leaders, some of the most important pillars of your team, like Josh Hader, who's been here since the beginning in 2018, since this iteration of the Brewers kind of rose to power and rose into contention. If you win a hearing that you alienate some of the biggest voices on your team, some of the most important players on your team, then what's the point? If you save $600,000 on Corbin Burns, but you anger him in the meantime, what's the point? Even if he's not going to sign long-term, he was probably never going to sign long-term. That's not what this is about. This isn't about money. This is about the Brewers respecting their players and cultivating an environment in Milwaukee that players like. Being a place that players feel respected and looked out for and considered, that's where the Brewers have been coming up short. They're never going to be a big spending team. 
right? The Brewers are going to get some public money to keep up American Family Field. Every stadium in the country does. They're not unique there. They're not unique in the challenges of small market. They're not unique that Valley Sports is going bankrupt, although I don't think that has anything to do with anything right now. The Brewers need to be better with their players, and that's the shortcoming of this team, and this is just another example of this. Well, don't blame the Brewers. Blame arbitration. Every team goes through arbitration. Yeah, well, then the Brewers need to find a better way to go through arbitration. The Brewers need to get creative in making their arbitration hearings not as damaging. Because the Brewers have to be a relationship team. The Brewers are a very transactional team. They're always flipping players for a younger, cheaper player. They're always trading this guy for someone with more club control. They're always trading this guy for a guy with prospects. And if you're a team that's constantly wheeling and dealing and you're treating your players like assets, because at the end of the day, they they kind of are. We don't like to think about it, but they are assets. And the Brewers, especially with their financial constraints, have to treat their players like assets. Then you need to be really nice to them. You need to be considerate. You need to be really respectful. You need to walk on eggshells a little bit to make sure everyone stays happy. And the Brewers have really failed to do that. This is just another example. Maybe I'm naive to think that they could have just thrown the case and given Corbin Burns $600,000. That's the way I would have gone about it. Maybe that's not possible. Then I would have thrown the case in in court. I would have said, Corbin Burns, don't come. We're just going to throw the case. We're getting you to discount. We're so happy to have you here for however long we have you. We love that you're our ace. We love you in town. We don't want to fight over this. This is dumb. We don't want to waste your time. We don't want to make you come down here before training camp even starts. We don't want to take you away from your wife on Valentine's Day. We'll figure this out. We'll, we'll make it work. Well, that's not how arbitration works. Well, then the Brewers need to think outside the box. And the Brewers need to find a better way to do it. The Brewers are a very creative franchise. They have been for years. 2018, they basically did away with starting pitching. They were one game away from a World Series without having one serious starting pitcher. That's creativity. That's ingenuity. We have outgetters. We don't have starting pitchers. Brilliant. How creative is that? Let's take some of that ingenuity. Let's let's take some of that that creativity, that, that breaking free of the system and the way things are always done. Let's apply that to how we treat our players. And if that means doing arbitration a little differently than other teams do, then that's what you got to do because that's what the Brewers have to do to find an edge in a league where they have less money than everybody else. And this arbitration hearing with Corbin Burns is a huge missed opportunity to really get on the good graces of a player, however long he's here, a player that's really important to your team. And other players on the team see that. Other players in the league see and hear that. Leaders in the locker room hear that. It matters. It matters. So don't tell me that it doesn't. It's not about money. It's about people. People matter. I sound like Aaron Rodgers. It's about the people. 608-796-2558. I would love to discuss this with you with as many people as possible today. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel is going to stop by at some point between now and 6 o'clock. David Gasper is going to be here at 530. Going to talk a lot of brewers today, so I want to get your input. Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you want to jump on the show that way as well, if you don't want to call or text. We're going to take a three-minute break. We'll continue the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills we're talking baseball today talking corbin burns oh by the way aaron ashby's gonna be out a couple of months with shoulder inflammation so <laughs> finally some good news right <laughs> other than that a uh, really successful first day of spring training at american family fields of phoenix i'm just getting frustrated with all things brewers 
Jay Lining, Kugel's Barrel Yard, American Family. Just the, the naming isn't good. They need to get, they need to get better. They need to get more concise at naming things. 608-796-2558 if you want to call or text the show. I get a text here from Casey in West Salem. I don't love or hate this point. It's making me think. Casey says, who cares if Burns is happy or not? He will be gone to a large market team the second his contract is up, happy or not. The Brewers cannot afford to pay a Cy Young pitcher market value. That's just the reality. I agree. I 100% agree, Casey, which is why everyone getting upset today that, all oh, the Brewers are cheap. The Bre- This is going to hurt their chances of signing. No, no, no. They were never going to re-sign Corbin Burns. They were never giving that contract. So it's not like the chance of that contract happening was taken from us today. Nothing changed today in terms of a, a Corbin Burns future in Milwaukee. That was always a pipe dream. It's always been a pipe dream. That, that wasn't changed today. I guess, Casey, you're correct. Who cares if Burns is happy or not? He's not going to be here long-term anyways, but he's going to be here a, a bit longer. He's not leaving tomorrow. He's not leaving next week. I think other players see this stuff. Other players hear this stuff. And I think it impacts the vibes. It impacts the energy in the locker room. This reminds me a lot of the trade deadline last year when David Stearns traded away Josh Hader and then went in front of the media and said, uh, I, I think players understand what we're trying to do. I, I, I don't think they'll be bothered by this. And then they were miserable the, la- the rest of the year, right? It's not just about having good players, right? And, and, and performing. It's about the energy, right? The locker room's got to be good. And the first couple of years, 2018, 2019, 2020, Players loved being in Milwaukee. They would perform really well. The Brewers would help them figure out parts of their game that they couldn't figure out elsewhere. Like, Milwaukee was a good place to be. And now the last two years or so, we have especially a lot of these older veterans who are like, man, Brewers really didn't treat me that well or didn't treat other leaders on the team that well. Um, I, I just think it's about showing goodwill to your players and having a nice working relationship with your players. Again, I understand it's the system. Arbitration kind of necessitates a back and forth. That's why I'm saying the Brewers, you got to find a way to make arbitration not bad because you can't pay guys because you're a small market team. You treat baseball very transactionally. You make a lot of trades. You're always getting younger. You're always getting more team control. And that's fine. That's good business. But then when you have a guy like Corbin Burns here for a couple of years, way under market value, and you want to get the most of him and you want him to perform well, let's, Let's get a little creative in how we operate in these constraints and how we operate in in um, arbitration. I'm not saying throw the case. I, I wouldn't have gone to arbitration. I just would have settled. I say, here's 600K. We appreciate you. We're getting you way under market value. We love that you're our ace. Here's the money. We don't want to fight you over this. We'll see on day one. We don't even want, don't come to the hearing. We don't want to waste your time. That's what I would have done. And I don't think it's that naive. I don't think it's that, like, I don't think that's a dumb take. Maybe you disagree, but I, I just would have avoided the whole thing. And if it goes to arbitration, I definitely would have said, hey, you're the reason we didn't make the playoffs last year. That's tough. That's that's really tough. So, Casey, you're not wrong. He's going to leave anyways, but we've known that for a while. That doesn't mean we need to piss him off on the way out the door. Let's talk to Cone Roller, 608-796-2558. What's up, Cone? Hey, Grant. I think you've done a pretty good job of kind of putting out the fires that you're seeing all over the place with, yeah. you know, the team being cheap. And all that, because that that's been bugging me. Because that's really, like you said, not the not the root of this issue. Yeah. Um, and I, I do also need to push back on you as well with the Let's arbitration. Go. I think the Brewers, more than most teams in the MLB, really need to focus on arbitration and hit it hard and get these guys at at the best deal possible. 
Because if I had to guess, Corbin Burns was coming in asking for, I don't know, 13 to $15 million sure. a year in that range. And the Brewers, you know, their offer comes in first at 10-1. Corbin, to have any chance of getting above that, he comes in at, at a reasonable, I will say reasonable, 10-7. But for the Brewers to save three-quarters of a million dollars, I think it's smart for this team long-term. And honestly, like, they got to be stingy in arbitration. That's how the system works. And I hate putting it under the umbrella of, quote-unquote, the system, but Mm -hmm. you got to make do with what you have. And this is the harsh reality of a small market baseball team. No, and I appreciate your pushback. I I love a good pushback. Um, I just, I, I guess here's here's my pushback to that pushback. If you'll allow me to push back on your pushback, I just don't know Absolutely. that three quarters of a million dollars is like. What are we doing with that money? You know what I mean? I like it, think of it as a three quarter million dollars tax to keep Corbin Burns happy, to keep him as your ace. I know he's going to be here anyways, and maybe I'm sunshine fairy. Maybe I'm living in a fairy tale world because you are right. Small market teams, we got to find an edge, right? And an edge would be being really good in arbitration. Like, hey, you're not. You're not getting an extra dollar. They need every dollar they can get. Those guys are bastards in arbitration. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I I just don't know if that, you know, $700,000 is worth what it's going to cost you, not only with Corbin Burns, but fans hate this. Whether fans are correct in why they're angry or not, that's almost secondary. Fans are going to hate this, and and I think it's going to end up costing the Brewers more in the long term. Yeah, it definitely is a tough, you know, PR hit. Um, but I, I, I'll have to go back and read up on how, how arbitration works. Yeah. Like, do they get to talk about it beforehand? I'm sure they do. But if, if each team's or party's final offer is that final, or is there still room to negotiate? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I do this all the time. I did this yesterday when recruiting came up. I don't know everything. Like, I, I don't know the exact ins and outs of arbitration. I guess my point to the Brewers is you don't need to do arbitration the way every other team does arbitration, right? Like the Brewers, something they've been so good at the last couple of years is they've thought outside the box and they've done creative team building and they've done things differently. And I think that's really helped them succeed when they can't spend as much money and when they have certain constraints. Arbitration, I try to think of the same way, right? Like maybe we're not going to go to war with our best player over 700000 But I also like the other side of that coin corn, uh, corn roller, cone roller, is that like when you need money, you need money as a small market team. So maybe that 700K makes a big difference. I, I don't know. This is a really interesting topic. And I think for the most part, you and me are in agreement, maybe some small differences. I don't think this is the day to cry about Mark Atanasio, though. I, I think that's a little off base. Yeah, 100% agreed. And I think, um, you know, about tre- you made a point about treating players well poorly, you know, the Lorenzo Kane. I also disagree with that because Lorenzo Kane wasn't doing – anything for this team he was a waste of a roster spot we allowed him to get to his 10 years so he gets you know his pension and whatnot and then we cut him I think that is more more than fair especially in a sport where we always say it's a business it's Mm -hmm. a business Mm -hmm. you know I, I think it was fair for the Brewers to wait till he got to his 10 years and let him go and then also with the Devin Williams thing after the Josh Hader trade that is like I, I want to swear right now, but I won't. Grow but up. That is so. Is that what you're gonna soft. say grow that up. Is, basically, grow yeah. up, dude. Like your best, <laughs> your best friend gets traded. It sucks, obviously. It interrupts a pennant run, but you know now you're the star, you're the go to guy. You're the closer. You know, sack up a little bit. Yeah. Come on, dude. 
No, and I, I don't disagree. I think both sides are fair. Like, the Brewers maybe underestimated how it would impact the locker room. The locker room also did a terrible job of dealing with it. I think both of those things are true. And to go back to what you said about Lorenzo Cain, I maybe tell me if this is unfair. If this is insensitive, then please, by all means, tell me. I'm a little frustrated with how he dipped out in 2020. <laughs> like, I, I, I know it was a pandemic, and, I, like, I'm trying to put myself into the headspace of 2020. It was a very bizarre summer. We didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know what was going on, and he's got a family. I get it, but also, like, I knew we showed up for a week or two and then just kind of said, this is messy. I don't have to deal with this. Therefore, I'm not going to. I'll see you guys next year. I didn't really love that, and maybe that's unfair, but. Yeah. yeah. I, I get your point. I think it could be a little unfair because you just look back on that 2020 season and it's like, was that even worth having? It was such I a mean, that's how, that's how he treated it. And I, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't I, blame I, him looking back on it. I mean, 60 games, Dodgers win a Mickey Mouse ring. Who cares? <laughs> a La Disney ring. A La, it was in Texas, right? Yeah. They played in Texas. A La Texas ring. That doesn't even make sense. We're, we're crossing too many references. Yeah, way too many. Fraud um, championships are all over the place. Fraud. They're all fraud championships. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm glad you and, called in because I, I saw you tweeting today, and I, I think there's a good middle ground to be found between Brewers defenders and, and people complaining about the Brewers today, but it, it does take some conversation. Yeah, and one last thing, and this will be quick. <laughs> if this impacts the locker room at all, that is a complete joke, and there is no true leader on this team. I mean, it's just a joke. If this gets in anybody else's head, I'm done. I right. would have uh, a good day, Grant. I would tend Looking to forward to the Brewers talk. Yeah, thanks, Cohen. I think what Cohn said about last year and what he just said on that call, totally fair. I think the Brewers have treated players poorly. I, I don't think, by the way, the Lorenzo Cain thing, I don't think the Brewers treated Lorenzo Cain poorly by cutting him loose. I, I think whatever issue arose between the Brewers and Lorenzo Cain came long before that. I, so I, I'm not yelling at the Brewers for cutting him loose. He was bad. That, that's not what I mean. There must have been something happened beforehand. I'm not in the clubhouse. I, I don't know. But I, I think there was something going back a, a little while. And if we go back and read Lorenzo Cain's comments, I, I, I feel like he maybe didn't say that directly, but you could read between the lines and say that this has been a thing for, for a while. But Cone is 100% correct about how last year the locker room handled it poorly. Grow up a little bit. Your buddy got traded. You're still in first place. Are you going to let this season go to waste and let it slip away? They kind of did. And that's on what leaders were left in the locker room, whether that's Yelich or like Brandon Woodruff seems like a softer spoken guy, but where are the leaders on the team? Willie Adamas, all these guys, they handled it poorly. And I completely agree about this year. If this little Adam McKelvey inflammatory tweet on the first day of spring training lingers and becomes a thing. I won't hear it. I won't have that. I think Cone is 100% right about that. So I, I, I definitely hear where Cone's coming from. I think he heard where I'm coming from. This is good. We need more of this today. Wisco Sports Show, we got to take a break. We're back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My name is Grant Bills. Pitchers and catchers reported today. I'd say it went pretty well day one. I mean, Aaron Ashby's not going to be available for a couple of months with shoulder inflammation, and Corbin Burns is really upset. But other than that, I... William Contreras looks good. Nice smile that guy has. Looks like he's going to be a great player. <laughs> but yeah, Burns is ticked. 
we're talking about that. I guess the arbitration process uh, did not go well. It's not supposed to go well. I get that. I understand that it's the system. It's not the Brewers. The Brewers could have done a better job of avoiding this situation, maybe settle before arbitration, or just, you know, can you not make an exception? He's Corbin Burns. He's won a Cy Young. You're getting him at a massive discount. You're getting him way below market value. And just come to him and say, look, we want to settle outside of arbitration. We don't want to do this with you. You're our ace. You want us to Cy Young. You're the face of our franchise right now because Christian Yelich sure as heck isn't doing it. So let's settle. Figure out a way to make... Never even go to arbitration. I think this was just a dropped ball by the franchise. And it's not going to impact their chances of keeping him long-term. He was never staying long-term. That did, that did not become a thing today. I see all these Brewers fans on Twitter and, and listening to other shows, callers and texters saying, well, no, now he's not going to want to stay and the Brewers are going to get cheap with him. And, and now he, he realizes that he's not going to stay. He was never staying. We knew that. So I, I'm all for outrage today to a certain amount, but let's be outraged about the correct things. And I'm trying to, trying to weed through that and figure out exactly where we should stand on this. 608-796-2558. Let's talk to Pete Monona. Pete, welcome. Uh, yeah, this is this is Marquette Pete. Yeah. And as Marquette Pete, I can say that I, I was there when uh, I was in Milwaukee. I was a freshman when uh, the the uh, Seattle Pilots moved to Milwaukee. And, you know, so I've seen, I no, I, I've listened to, uh, what is it, 50, 54 years of whining about we don't have any money <laughs> yeah. and we can't get players. Yeah. So I, what, what, what I want to say to the people of Wisconsin is, you know, may, maybe it's better to have a triple-A team. And, and especially especially oh. when you're, when, well, if you can't, no, if, if your excuse for everything is I don't have the money, well, then if you don't have the money to compete you're a triple a you're a triple a city and i don't see any sense in giving them 290 million dollars so they can still be a triple a city it doesn't make sense it doesn't make business sense and and it angers me because they're using my money that you know and everybody's money in the state not just milwaukee Mm -hmm. to give that skin flint uh, miser POS money to, to, you know, shortchange his players because I don't have any money. Well, then, you know, they need to decide if it's a AAA city or it's a major league city. And if he can't afford it, then he should sell the team. You know, we get mad about, about money and how the Brewers can't spend as much as other teams, and, and that's just kind of no, a No, not can't. Thing. Not can't. Won't. Won't. Okay, well... I think it's a little won't. bit of both. A little bit of both. I'll, I'll meet you in the no, middle. Won't. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Diego, San Diego's the market size, you know, television market size is not that much bigger than Milwaukee's. So don't say that because you're falling for, you know, their crap. Won't spend it. I, I need you to meet me a little bit in the middle on that one because they, they, they can spend maybe more sometimes and, and less other years. I get sometimes I wish they'd spend a little bit more, but they can't spend the same level as, you know, when the Brewers lose a player to the Yankees. I... Like, what are you going to do? That's, that's just kind of... Well, everybody who loses players to the Yankees. But the Yankees don't sign all their free agents either. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I will meet you. I, I agree with you. I need you to meet me in the little, uh, middle in a little bit. We're, we're talking about this as a triple-A team and a triple-A city. They made the playoffs for the last five years, though. This is a team that's having a great run of success right now. Uh, 
okay? You sound like those guys in the morning, you know, participation trophy. And I thought they were the participation trophy trio, but now it's a participation trophy, uh, you know, uh, uh, foursome. I'm gonna have, Look, they're going to hate that you said that, by the way. They are going to throw up in their mouth when you hear that you, look, you compare you can, them in that context. If you can't afford it, get out of it. I don't live in Palm Beach in a mansion because I can't afford it. This isn't so. If he, uh, you know, if 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 he if he can't if he can't pay his players, you know, then okay, I understand that. But don't come to the taxpayers and ask for corporate welfare and then take the money and put it up your you know what, because which is what he's going to do. It's not right. So either your major league or your triple A. So, and I like when I when I moved to Milwaukee, that was a big city. I mean, they had 750,000 people. It wasn't a rest belt city yet. It's not that anymore. Still pretty still a pretty big city, Pete. Like it's a massive place, big suburbs, the five county area is pretty massive. I know it's not well, Chicago. I, I get that, but well, then, then, then let them pay for it. Then, but don't ask the rest of the people in the state to pay for your AAA team. Like we, don't, you we know, don't and your owner who won't spend money. We don't benefit from the Brewers all over the state. You know how much good the Brewers do just for the the state. It's a statewide team. It's not like the Bucks. Look, the Bucks are more of a the, city team. Those people that go out there and spend their money, you know, buying expensive drink and food. Don't you think they go to other restaurants? I mean. I mean, I I drink. In the I mean, really, lot. I'm not paying for beers in the stadium. Maybe one. I'll bring my own beers and slam them in the parking lot before going in. That's. But I, I get what you're saying. You know, and 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 if they tore down that place that whose name is too long for you to say, they <laughs> you know they built some housing there. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I think there's benefits to having a professional baseball team that that aren't money to Pete, right? Like, I think it, it does a lot for, I don't want to say morale, because that, that makes me sound kind of, well, I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. I think you're underestimating the benefits of Build another it. casino there. Yeah. If you can't afford it, sell the team. All right, Pete. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to agree All or right. disagree on some of these things. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Pete. Let's mark up Pete in uh, Monona, Dave's alter ego. <laughs> Dave's rival. I I don't think this is about money. I, I don't think that the focus today should be on the Brewers not ponying up 600K. I, I don't think it's because they can't. I think it's because they, well, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's because they can't. Maybe it's because they won't. I'm with you, Pete. I, I will meet you in the middle on pay and they won't pay. I think there are years where the Brewers withhold a little money. And I think they definitely take advantage of being in a small market and maybe don't spend as much sometimes as they could or or as much as they should. But I, I don't think today is about money. I, I think this is about people. I think this is about the Brewers not totally, I think, giving all of the respect and appreciation to some of especially their veteran players. And this is not just Burns who said stuff like this. This is Lorenzo Cain, right? We've we've heard this from multiple players. That's more of my hanging up point today. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not going on the war path against Mark Atanasio today. I think there needs to be people in the front office who do a lot better job dealing with and communicating with the players. I think that's where this starts. Because the Brewers payroll is very low. The team was in pole position to make the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs four of the last five years. And I got to tell the morning show guys that you said I sounded like them from a participation trophy perspective because that's absolutely hilarious. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. We'll keep talking about this. Let's keep this going. This is good. Wisco Sports Show back in a few. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Uh, it's open season on the Brewers today, which is this is making for a really fun show. If you're listening on WOZN, our Madison affiliate, The Zone, uh, they're going to kick us off the air at 5. Kenny and Heilpert is firing up. So if you want some Badgers football talk and you need to get away from the Brewers, I don't blame you. You can go listen to that on The Zone. Ben Kenny always tweets out the stream link. I believe Zach does as well. They're also live at Monk's. So if you're driving home and want to stop by and get a beer and take in a live show, go see him at Monk's in Sun Prairie. Otherwise, you can continue to listen to this show on any other of the stream links of our fine affiliates, whether that's... Uh, WKTY in Lacrosse, or perhaps Sports Talk 1051 up in Eau Claire, which is where I believe our next caller is calling from. 608 796 2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. It's uh, Eric Austin from Wax 104. Oh, what's up? Hey, I knew you were calling from Eau Claire. What's going on, Eric? <laughs> Not only am I listening to the station, I work for the station. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love that. What's going on? Well, I'm just driving a, a load of freight from Mankato, Minnesota to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, over here in East Dakota, as I call Western Minnesota. Oh, yeah. But um, before before you came on, um, obviously we're talking about the Brewers and Corbin Burns. I caught wind of that today on Bill Michaels, and mm-hmm. uh, I was curious to, curious to hear what um, Drew and KB would have to say on the game in Milwaukee. Obviously, Drew Olson covered the Brewers for yeah. a long time for the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Um, obviously, I initially had the same reaction that you did. It's like, what What are they doing? And like, but Drew came to and said, this is how it works. Yeah. He said, arbitration, arbitration is like essentially a divorce court. Yeah. Like, um, the Brewers... Obviously, they should have met in the middle. Over seven hundred grand—that's laughable. But he said he, he was just kind of surprised, not not surprised, but understanding. Like, but this is how it goes. Um, the Brewers come at him. I think saying that he cost him the run at the playoffs is pretty laughable. But he did fall off at the end of last year. So I'm guessing the Brewers lawyers, whoever they might be, like they come at they come at him with that with with stats. Sure. So, um, that I guess that was just kind of surprising uh, for me to hear. Um, but I just wanted to call in and I guess educate the masses that in we're just catching wind of it today. Like I guess I never knew how arbitration worked. Well, no, like and, that, and this is but, the thing. Uh, you know, they went to arbitration with Hader a couple of years ago, and they brought up his tweets right. and, and used that as it. So this is how it works. What I'm saying is, smart teams take the structures of sport right? The way everybody else does it. And they say, how can we find a way to do this a little differently or a little bit better in order to give us an edge, right? And the Brewers saying, you know what? Let's just pay the 600 grand or or let's find a way to get this done without having to go to arbitration because this guy's really good and he's a pillar of our locker room. We want to keep him happy. I understand that this is how it works. Totally. The Brewers know that too, which is why the Brewers should have tried to do it differently. Right. Oh, I totally agree. I, I've agreed with you. Basically, I just wanted to call in with that little offering that that's yeah. what I heard. But uh, what is the terms of the contract? Like how many years? Uh, how much longer is he uh, until he, I can look it up really quick. 
He's not resigning. And, and that's another thing. A lot of Brewers fans say, well, now that he's mad, he's definitely no, right. not going to resign. He was never going to resign. So being mad about that today, <laughs> right. like you can be mad that the Brewers can't afford to keep him, but nothing new happened in that department today. So they're going to have him for this year, right. and then he's an unrestricted free agent. This was his final year of arbitration. Okay. All right. So it's a one-year deal, essentially, which is, I don't know. It's laughable that they couldn't come up with that seven hundred grand. but this I don't actually, know. Like, how much money are they losing? Uh, how, how much money is the team losing from not having a TV contract? Uh, I don't know. They can figure that out. That stuff happens. I, I what I would think about is how the fan how the fans are going to take this. You know what I mean? Because the Brewers have taken L oh, after sure. L after yeah. L after L from a PR perspective, right? They're not doing well, and I'm not saying people aren't going to come to the games, right. but like just as an attitude of a fan base, they're not happy right now. Also, I, I could be wrong no, about sure. next year in unrestricted free agency because I'm looking at his spo track. It says 2023, he's now set to make 10.1, and then it doesn't even have 2024 on here. So I maybe it's this year and next year. I should really figure that out. That's bizarre. I know that's not helpful. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm driving a semi, and you have a computer in front of you, so. <laughs> I said, yeah, this is, this is on me to, to figure it out. I appreciate you, Eric. Drive safe out there. All right, thanks, Grant. That's Eric in Eau Claire, Sports Talk 105.1. What the heck? Why is it? Someone's going to explain this to me, and I'm going to feel really dumb. It's either this year or next. But he's he's not staying here. He's not resigning here. So let's, let's what's one of my pet peeves? If you listen to the show for any length of time, you know this. One of my pet peeves, I don't like when people play dumb to get upset or to make, a, to make a point, to drive a point home. Like, let's not play dumb. We understand how this stuff works. Corbin Burns and his future with the Brewers was not changed today. They're not paying him 30 or $40 million a year, and that did not just become news today. That's been the reality, right? So he was probably always going to play out his contract with the Brewers and then go somewhere else, or maybe the Brewers trade him at some point. But the six seven hundred thousand dollars is not that's not altering the career path of Corbin Burns. It's just pissing him off, and it's throwing more acid in the well or whatever the the expression is. It's just tainting the locker room and bumming people out and bumming fans out. This could have been avoided. It all could have been avoided. Brewers just have a little foresight, maybe a little delicacy, delicate touch. Let's take a two minute break. Hour two of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. Well, here in Madison, it's a 10-point lead for Wisconsin, and Jawan Howard just got teed up as he went face-to-face there with Kip Kissinger. I don't get caught up into what's down the road. I'm more concerned about playing good basketball right now because if you don't play good basketball right now, down the road ain't going to happen. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. This is just chaos. The Brewers, man, God bless them. It's the day where pitchers and catchers report. Everyone's supposed to be excited about the return of Brewers baseball and this fan base is just unbelievably pissed right now. Just, have you ever seen the the Kean Peel sketch about black Republicans? I am pissed, royally pissed. It's the 
to the whole fan base. It's supposed to be a celebration of Brewers baseball and the return of baseball and the coming of warmer weather and it's America's pastime and we're just in the trenches on Twitter and on Sports Talk Radio. The Brewers PR department, I don't know if they're working overtime or working none of the time. They're either working really hard and failing or they're not working hard at all. I don't know. But it's just one thing after another. Cone roller with a response to what Eric said about uh, arbitration being like divorce court. Cone roller says, if arbitration is like divorce court, the entire sports radio broadcasting field should be experts. Uh, yeah. We're, we're known to have a divorce of two or three under our belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know why. It definitely runs in the, in the business. I've never been married, so I guess I can't speak to it. But you're not wrong, Cone. Sports radio hosts should have a certain type of expertise on this, if it's like divorce court. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We're talking Corbin Burns. David Gasper going to be here in a half hour. I spoke with Kurt Hogue earlier today and talked with him for about 10 minutes. He covers the Brewers for the Journal Sentinel. I'm going to put that interview in the podcast. Because I don't think we're going to have time to play it between now and 6 o'clock. I want to keep taking calls, and I want to talk to you guys. Nothing against Kurt. I'm going to put it in the podcast for those of you who are interested. And then maybe we'll end up playing it tomorrow, too, right? Because I know everyone's not going to rush to listen to the podcast. But if you want it now, you can find it tonight, and we'll probably play it on tomorrow's show. Mike in Colorado says maybe the Burns arbitration action gives us some insight into another reason why David Stearns backed away from the Brewers. This is very bizarre. This is, this is a little weird. That's a good point. That's another storyline of the last couple months that we just, David Stern just kind of gave up being GM. Boathouse Tom says, who did Burns hire as his, as his attorney? Jackie Childs. Winning his case shouldn't have been that difficult. And yes, the Brewers weren't going to resign Burns, but now they have fully, fully played their hand and will get even less if they try to trade him. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, the longer he's here, they're going to get less. Uh, maybe that's what we should talk about. How did Corbin Burns' attorney lose this? His market is like 30 40 million dollars you're telling me you can't scrimp six hundred thousand dollars you should get a new attorney that's a good take um let's see here a couple more texts before you get back to the phones this one says who technically owns american family field and i don't even know when corbin burns is set to be an unrestricted free agent don't ask me that probably some stadium district committee that was committed when it was built i suppose i can look that up i probably won't uh this text says Evers better not give them one cent. What? Why are we? Look, not to get all political here. Do we not like the Brewers? Do we not like spending time watching the Brewers, talking about the Brewers, going to Brewers games? It blows my mind how many people are unwilling, with a budget surplus of that much money, to give the Brewers a little money. This is how it works. It's not just the Brewers. Every professional sports team in this country gets public funds, subsidized funds. You may not like it, but it's how it works. So don't be like, the Brewers are so cheap. They, they come with, you know, with their handout. All sports owners do that. Andrew Brandt, he tweets the same six things all the time. One of the things that he tweets is, that's what professional sports teams do. They privatize profits and they socialize costs, right? They subsidize costs. They publicize costs. They don't want to pay for it, but they want to get as much profit as possible. That's the system. Don't blame Mark Atanasio for that. And I'm like, I'm not going to bat for billionaires here, but like every sports team and every stadium gets public money. That's how it works. And then we get to reap the benefits. And Pete's saying that like, well, it's in Milwaukee. What does that do for us? It does a ton. What are you talking about? 
We're standing here talking about the Brewers on February 16th. To act like our life would be better or not worse or the same if they left is just not true. Let's talk to Tom in Eau Claire, 608-796-2558. What's up, Tom? Hey, Grant. Okay, I got I just got a, a, just a quick tirade for you, but one Go off. fact first is, is the Corbin uh, Burns, we've got two more years that he's under under arbitration. Yep. I got a tweet clarifying that, by the way. So thank you. I, I don't know why it, his Spotrack page is which is normally where I go. I don't know why it's set up that way, but thank you. Yep, this year, one more year of arbitration and then unrestricted free agent. Okay. Then, then okay, then my, my big tirade is going to be basically that I think all parties in this are at fault, okay, because, I mean, we're getting petty. You know, what, what amount of money is, is enough money, you know, for birds? But if yeah. it's that, if it means that much to him, I think Grant, you and I, we could start a GoFundMe page for him <laughs> and make him make him feel better. Yeah. But uh, but the rea- the reality is, I mean, in in the Brewers' way of thinking all the time, if they want to pick out of the box, I, I've suggested this for years, and nobody nobody believes me that that makes sense. But sure. why don't we go to un to contracts that are not guaranteed in baseball, okay. just like they are in football? So that way, when you got a Christian Yelich that we pay an ungodly amount of money to, and isn't performing, we can cut him and not and not be out, okay? And thereby, then you can pay the guys that are actually playing, pay them more money. Yeah, I'm not opposed, obviously, because this helps my team, and my team needs the help because they don't have as much money as other teams. CBA is not going to go for that. They're not going to go for a salary cap either, right? And th- when I say CBA, I mean, right. I mean the, the Players Association, obviously. That union is no joke. I, I completely agree. I don't know why the financials of baseball were set up the way that they were, but the players did, for the most part, very well for themselves, at least the major league players that make all the money. I'm with you, though, and that's why the Brewers, it sucks when they give out a huge contract to a guy like Christian Yelich, and then not only does his game go in the tank, but he's not really a great face of the franchise right now. He wasn't really at the offseason stuff. Willie Adamas was there, right? Other guys were there. And then down the stretch last year when this team was dying for a leader to step up and and kind of get the train back on the tracks. Again, I hate to keep saying train derailment references today because that's kind of a, that's a toughie right now. But Christian Yelch is nowhere to be found. So I, I'm completely with you, Tom. It's frustrating. Yeah. And and the, the ones that, that are hurt by this aren't the Brewers, aren't the players, the fans. Yes. The fans are coming out with the short end of this stick. Yes. Yes. Because Corbin Burns, long-term, not going to be on this team, which is not a, a new revelation today, but we get to deal with our, our franchise, you know, making a little bit of a fool themselves, and then Corbin Burns is upset. No one's happy. No one's excited for the season. Pitchers and catchers report today, Tom, and no one's in a good mood. Yeah. Hey. No, exactly. So, uh, no, appreciate your time. Thanks, Grant. I appreciate your time, Tom. Thank you for the call. 608-796-2558 if you want to follow up Tom and his great analysis this text Evers better not give them one cent I just what is what why are we so angry you know I I blame political talk radio honestly it's just got everyone so angry about all these things all the time now here you come here we get a little angry about the Brewers sure but you know we have such uplifting topics like the NBA lounge and Aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreats Political talk got everyone so riled up. All oh, the Brewers, you know, in, in Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee, the big city. They, 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 why should they get money from the rest of the state? I, I don't know because that's where the Brewers are, and we enjoy the Brewers, and that's where the Bucks are, and we enjoy the Bucks, and that's where all the people are, and that's that's the money maker for our state. That's where the tax money comes from. Why, why are we so angry about this? 
I'm a little out of my depth here. This is not a politics show, and I don't want to talk about politics, but I don't know. The amount of people, you don't, you guys don't mean this. Let me say that. None of you mean this. When, when somebody tweets or texts me and says, let the brewers leave before you give money, you can't seriously mean that. You can't actually mean that. Now, if you want to sound tough and say, oh, screw them, okay, I, I get it. It sucks that every billionaire owner gets public money, but that's the way that it works. That doesn't mean I want to lose my baseball team. Follow-up text says they're billionaires. Let them cover. Well, Mark Adonacio is actually not a billionaire. Close enough. I understand it's all relative. Says they're billionaires. Let them cover their own costs, and I have no problem with keeping with them keeping the profit. Wisconsin has a surplus. Give it back to the taxpayers. Yeah. Wish in one hand and crap in the other. See which one fills up first. Let's talk to FedEx Fred, 608-796-2558. What's up, Fred? Nothing much. I just like that last comment. That was a good one, Grant. Well, it's just so, – and I saw so many – by the way, the Brewers – I don't know if it was the story or, or what tweet I was reading earlier today, and all the replies were, give it back to the taxpayers. It's like, yeah, this is so naive, but whatever. That's not what we're talking about. Sorry, I'm derailing the conversation. No, that's okay. You know what? With that, with, with the money that the, the state's giving them, it, it boosts the economy. It means that stadium won't fall apart, and, we, and then you have to spend another billion dollars to build a new one. Yeah. You know, that's, that's besides the point. The, my question is this. By taking, by going to arbitrations, and the headache it is now going to cause, and the rift it is going to cause in that clubhouse, was that seven hundred k worth it? Well, yeah, and it's not just in the clubhouse, Fred. It's the fans. You made all the fans mad. Yeah. So now that the beginning of the season yeah. is tainted, and I, I, I agree with you, right? We, we need to weigh, we need to weigh financial costs, but then we need to weigh PR. We need to weigh fan excitement. These are the things that the Brewers need to think about. Absolutely. And and with that, because when you go to when you go to uh, American Family Field, you usually go there. You buy some beers, you buy some hot dogs. You usually stop at the pro shop, get a jersey of your favorite player, mm-hmm. or a hat, or a hoodie. Well, some of these, a lot of these fans now are going to be going. I don't want to go to the game. I don't. I don't want to go. I'll watch this team on TV, but I don't want to go to the stadium and shell out 150 bucks for one person at a game now. And so now the Brewers are going to also affect themselves in that department. It just seems like they've caused more headaches than losers. Yeah, and that's why, so Cone Roller, we talked to him back at 4.30, and I thought he made a great point. The Brewers are a team that needs to scrimp for that extra 600, 700K in arbitration, right? Because they're a team that doesn't have enough money, or, or, or as much money, I should say. They don't have as much money as other teams, yeah. so they need every penny they can get. And I, and I hear that, but the Brewers need to weigh... What what would we rather have? Would we rather have $700,000 or would we rather have a happy star pitcher, a fan base that's not pissed off all the time, right? We don't want egg on our face. So there's different types of currency, right? Fan excitement to the Brewers is a currency because that means the ballpark is going to be fuller. People are going to be more willing to come out. And but look, Fred, I live three hours away from the ballpark. I don't know where you live. I live in lacrosse, right? Me going to a Brewer game twice a year, versus no times or versus one times. That, that's not a huge difference to the Brewers. What really became apparent last year was not people like me not going to games. I went to a couple, but it was in Milwaukee on a night-in and night-out basis in the midst of a pennant race. The place was empty because you didn't have the excitement where people would come out after work. Oh, I got to get to I gotta get to the ballpark. Even though it's Thursday night, I got to get to the ballpark because this is a pennant race and I need to be there. That did not exist last year. How many other... Uh, how many other... Their stadium was sold out. You couldn't find an empty seat. And you turn on the Brewers game, 
and it would be, hey, we got a pretty good crowd today here. We're about halfway full. Yeah. It's the end of July, early August. How are you not sold out? And now, with everything that's going on and with the fans not being happy about this, it's our—it's always a struggle to sell tickets in April and May. Yeah. Well, what are those? What is, what is that stadium going to look like April and May and into June if this team isn't doing anything? I, I, look, yeah. I also and let me. This is the day of, of pushing back. I'm going to push back a little bit on this. But no, no, no. You know what? I'm not pushing back on you. I, I'm just going to say in general, I think that Brewers fans will forget about this relatively quickly. Because I think there's going to be an Aaron Rodgers story, and then the Bucks are going to be in the playoffs. Like other things are going to happen between now and the start of baseball season, or now in June and July. Like Brewers fans, this is not going to sour. No, no one in in July is going to say, "Well, normally we go to a game around the Fourth of July; it's our family tradition." But they shorted Burns this year, and we didn't like that, so we're not going to go. I, I don't think that this is going to prevent fans from down the road going to games. The problem is with the Brewers, it seems to be one thing after another, right? This is another example in a long line of missteps that they made. So who's to say that in another month or in another two months that something fairly similar to this is going to happen and continue to annoy Brewers fans? I, I 100% agree with that, Grant. I, the, my only pushback can be is every time he comes, he steps on the mound, you can't tell me there won't be a tweet or, or a mention of the arbitration case. That will resonate. That's a good take. When he's when he steps on the mound. Yeah, that's a good take. Yeah, 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 I agree. Or you know, you get a nationally broadcasted game on Fox or something, and then you know yep. the national announcers they always cling to the more bigger picture storylines because they don't follow the team day to day. So who's to say you know we're on Fox on a Saturday afternoon in July and we got Joe Davis calling the game and it's Corbin Burns, right? And and they're comparing Corbin Burns to I don't know some other ace pitcher and how much money they're making, and then they say, oh, remember back? You're not wrong have a weird way of sticking in our brain and it might come up when he's pitching i, I kind of like that take that's a good take good pushback but what i do agree with you though is the brewers of late have been just stepping in it royally and Royal. i don't know if they need to get a new pr firm or they need to go through press relations on how to talk to people in the media but something's going on in that upper management that isn't meshing right now. I, I, I feel like, and Fred, I, we've been chatting for a while. I want to make sure other people have time to get in here. This has been great. Yeah. I can keep talking to you, but I got to have a nice night, Fred. I'm sorry. Later. <laughs> Later. Um, I, I, I think you're right about that. I think the Brewers, and again, I'm not around the organization. I don't cover the organization. They need someone in that front office that's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's player relations. I don't know what the title is. But someone needs to be thinking about this stuff. Someone needs to be on the lookout for the stuff and say, hey, how will this play? Because Matt Arnold needs to think about the X's and O's, the ones and the twos, the dollar signs. That's his job. We need someone else in that front office to say, okay, I hear where you're coming from. Matt, just let me tell you how I see this, though. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you how I think this is going to go down if this is how we proceed. And I'm not saying that fan perception and player attitude should completely dictate big picture moves of an organization. That's not what I'm saying. But some of the, the the timing of some of the Brewers things, it's like, is no one focused on this? We don't have anyone looking out for this stuff. It's very bizarre. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll take some more calls. And then David Gasper reviewing the brew. Going to join us at 535. Wisco Sports Show, back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Frisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. We got David Gasper reviewing the brew. Coming up in just a little bit. I feel bad sometimes because I ask Gasper to come on a lot during baseball season because it's slow. You know, summer, there's not as much going on. And I like having someone else here. I'm in a room by myself all day. So talking to David Gasper, who's a good buddy. I went to school with him. I've known him for a long time. He does a really good job covering the Brewers. I asked him to come on, and sometimes I feel bad because I asked him too much. Today, he hit me up. He's like, yo, <laughs> we're talking Brewers tonight. I said, yeah, uh, the light's always on for you, David. You are always welcome here. So David Gasper, he's on Twitter, at DGasper24. Uh, our favorite Brewer uh, Stan account, Odabam Fam, uh, which used to be the Omar Narvaez at bat tracker and mound visit counter that account it's the best account on brewers twitter now it is the office of narratives and brian anderson ministries i very much enjoy this he just chimed in he or she i don't know who runs the account they chimed in just a little bit ago to thank me for correcting a caller or a texter that mark Atanasio is in fact not a billionaire he's a millionaire uh they actually had a tweet about this a half hour ago i'm going to read you this thread and this is satire which is why it's so funny says, this isn't the organization's fault. Anasio is not even a real billionaire, net worth $700 million. And if you take out the money he's stolen, he's not even worth six figures. If you, might, if you want to blame anyone, blame Bally. Mark might be the first sports owner in history to actually need a profitable team as a source of income. Steve Cohen needs a World Series ring. Mark Anasio needs to feed his family. <laughs> I love Brewers Twitter so much. I can't stand Buck's Twitter. I, for the most part, am fine with Packers Twitter, although they trend more annoying. Brewers Twitter is just a bunch of degenerates. It's like being in a bar with all the regulars. I love Brewers Twitter. I especially love that account. And I've said that on air before. I'm, I love that they listen to. I love that account. Let's talk to Hector in Alaska. 608-796-2558. What's going on, Hector? I really hope you retweeted that because I'm going to need to follow that page. That is hilarious. It's so funny. I love this account, man. Um, uh, I don't have, everything's kind of been uh, hit and, you know, you beat a dead horse in multiple times, the same points, all that stuff tonight. So I don't have much to say when it comes to the Brewers. Like, you know, I am very much right now in my life that uh, live by the it is what it is. Um, and that kind of is what it is with the Brewers right now. They, you know, they're not really in a position where they have 700000 to just give away. They're probably going to use that to bring Hater back. Um, <laughs> That's so, what the plan for you, is. Correct, yes. Right, yeah. So you never really know. Um, I have also was thinking as, because, you know, my uh, favorite segment is the NBA Lounge. You should do like a partnership with Buzzard Billies and Starlight Lounge and they can do the intro for you. You know, like come I've, on down I've to the NBA had, Lounge. Like that'd be beautiful. I've actually had somebody suggest, because if you're not from Lacrosse, there's a Starlight Lounge, which is downtown and they have like jazz bands play. It's a martini bar and it's very, it's very swanky. Hector, my, uh, my, my long-term plan here, this is my goal. Okay. So Colin Cowherd is, I, I would love to be Colin Cowherd and Colin Cowherd has a, a restaurant chain called the herd burger i believe it's called or something like that i would love one day okay. this show needs to get big enough so i can start a restaurant chain called the nba lounge and and it's partnered with the nba and they play jazz music and you just come in and you just watch games it's like buffalo wild wings but much more upscale 
right? And it's great. That's cause, awesome. Because the franchisees can charge an arm and a leg at this place. It's very exclusive, and it'll look fancy. It won't be fancy. We're going to serve rail martinis. But it's the experience, oh. and that's what you pay for. So we're going to – I'm going right. to set for a trademark here in the next couple of years. It's on the 30-year track, but one day that's going to be a thing. Gotcha. At least it's not the 30-year track in Big Daddy where you end up working at Hooters till you're 87 <laughs> years old. So This is why you um, have goals. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's a that's actually a great idea. Um, I love the whole, you know, sticking to the heart of the company with the rail drinks and everything because that's lacrosse all day. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I've, I've never been out. You know, I'm 28. Ugh, I'm 28 years old. And the years that I was uh, downtown and, you know, living the lacrosse college kid life, I don't think I ever uh, went out and had someone buy a non-rail drink in lacrosse. You just can't. And there's no way to do it. You know, the wristband nights, awesome, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I like that. That's a great idea. I was just thinking about that earlier. I heard the Starlight Lounge uh, jingle um, as one of those, like, things that live rent-free in your head, which is true. Um, so I was thinking about them like NBA lounge, starlight lounge. It's a beautiful, uh, thing. So we're making, um, that's all I had. And, uh, hope everyone, or you have a good weekend. It's my Friday and uh, I'm taking the kids I'm out of school tomorrow. And we're going to, I think we're going to do a little day trip down to the Dells, uh, hit some water park and arcade stuff. They've, uh, yeah. they've had a long, they've had a long week this week with the uh, school stuff and dance and all that thing. So we're going to have a little weekend to relax. So, I may not hear you tomorrow, but you have a good weekend and um, happy Black History Month, which uh, Aaron Rodgers is also celebrating in his darkness right now. Uh, so I had to tie it all back in. Thank you for that. Have a great weekend. I had to tie it all back in. Hector, have a good time in the Dells. Yeah. Um, what, what was it? Two weeks ago when Pete from Monona called in specifically to wish Dave from Monona happy Black History Month? I, um, I'm not going to lie. When Hector said, I- I'm taking my kids out of school tomorrow, they need a break. So we're going to go day. My, my mind went to day drinking. I was like, oh, that sounds, wait a minute. You have young kids. Oh, day trip to the Dells. Yeah, of course. I, I have an admission to make about rail liquor, by the way, and I'm not proud of it. Although I guess maybe this is a sign of maturity. I can't drink rail rum. I used to be able to, I, you know, it was it was whatever. I you'd drink Ron Diaz in college or whatever. I've gotten to the point now where I can't. It's not that I prefer not to. I cannot. I love a rum and coke, special occasions now because it just it just kills my stomach. Not in the moment. I, I could suck back three or four rum and cokes, and then I go home. I go to bed. I wake up at like three in the morning. Oh, it's like you have a like a red hot bocce ball sitting in your stomach. It's terrible. So I can't I can't do it. But when I do. You got to go captain. You got to splurge for the captain because rail rum, it's, it's got this weird tinge to it. It's like someone was soaking nuts and bolts in that bottle of, well, I don't even know what rail rum is. I don't even know a brand of rail rum. I got to spring for the captain. I have to. Mostly I just drink beer, though. Thank you for coming to my liquor TED Talk. Tweet me at Wisco Grant or text the show 608-796-2558. Do not call because we're going to get David Gasper on the horn reviewing the brew. He'll join the show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. 
name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having just an outstanding night. I got my uh, my lacrosse loggers windbreaker on. Headed to their winter barbecue event tonight. You know who? Uh, you know who doesn't go to arbitration with their players and piss them off? The lacrosse loggers, the Northwoods League. They may make the players stay with host families and ride buses to Winnipeg to play games, but hey, they don't take their players to arbitration. We love that. David Gasper is here reviewing the brew. Uh, a fellow logger fan like myself, David Gasper, hello. Uh, hey, Grant uh, and fellow former uh, former logger uh, broadcaster there. And it wasn't Winnipeg. It's Thunder Bay, Ontario. Oh. But close enough. Yeah, I guess that's close enough. Look, I, I don't mean to make small talk about the weather, but I have to say something. I do. Because I was texting you over the break, and I said, hey, calling you in two minutes, just took my break or whatever. And you said, I just got home. Madison not plowing any of the roads made it more difficult. I tell you what, I listened to a lot of Milwaukee and Madison radio today. Oh, snow, snow, uh, schools closed, daycares closed. We haven't had one flake of snow in lacrosse since Christmas. You guys are out there going through it. I, I didn't even wear a jacket to work today. Wow, must be nice. Yeah, I just had to go out in the snow and uh, brush off some satellite dishes and drive home on unplowed main roads. They're not even going to go out plowing until later tonight. Never mind that we knew this snowstorm was coming and that it's been snowing all day and they've had all day to plow it and, you know, get it ready for everyone on the commute home. But no, nah, just just let it sit there, you know, as everyone tries to, tries to drive home. It, it's fine. Is the express lane open on the Beltline? I also need to know that. Uh, I, I don't know. Luckily, I was I was able to avoid that. I, I was not looking to to get on there today. All right, that's that's fair. I always get that update from Mr. Ben Kenny about whether or not the Beltline is open and how it's being used. So I, I enjoy a good weather update and a traffic update. So that's our. Uh, I think that uh, supplies our, our quotient of small talk. Corbin Burns, your guy. You predicted long in advance his Cy Young uh, win. You've been on this. You've been a Corbin Burns guy from day one, maybe since before day one, maybe since before anybody else even knew who he was. I guess let's start. Let's not start with the arbitration, David Gasper. Let's let's rewind a month or two. Let's go back one month. And if I would have asked you, you know, what are the odds that the Brewers were able to sign Corbin Burns to an extension a month ago, two months ago? What would you have said reasonably, realistically? What would the odds have been that they're able to reach a long term deal with him at some point between now and his unrestricted free agency? Uh, the odds would have been pretty slim uh, even back then, just with what uh, the, the free agent contracts were for guys like Jacob DeGrom and Justin Verlander this offseason, uh, the price of the pitching market, what Burns has done and what he's likely going to command, not, not even just on the free agent market, but uh, for an extension, what he's going to command you know, on an average annual basis. Uh, it would be quite a bit uh, and likely quite a bit more than the Brewers would be willing to uh, pay. So the, the odds were slim heading into all of this. And they, I, was, I was hanging on to this slim hope that okay. maybe they could work something out. Maybe there was enough uh, brains going on to be like, you know what, this guy is the best pitcher in baseball, the best pitcher we have seen in this franchise since its entire history. This is a guy that we're going to want to keep around. But... It appears that's not going to be the case. So do you think that's part of the reason why people are so frustrated today is they're realizing, oh, they're definitely not going to re-sign Corbin Burns? Because I, I, I tell you what, coming into today, I I didn't really have much hope at all. I, I didn't really think that they were planning or preparing or even thinking about re-signing him. So when this happened today, I was angry for a different reason. I was angry because, again, 
They've dropped the ball and pissed off one of their veterans, one of their franchise cornerstones. They keep doing this, and in my opinion, they don't have to. Like, Lorenzo Cain was mad on his way out the door, right? Other veteran players have said stuff like this. This seems so avoidable. Whether or not they're re-signing him or not, right? The Brewers, I think, have this obligation to keep a good atmosphere in their clubhouse, to treat their players well, and they've been coming up short on that, and this is just another example. That's why this made me mad. It had nothing to do with the prospects of an extension in a year or two. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, this all, all it does is really kind of confirm. I mean, it, even for everyone that, that did have hope of an extension, we, we all knew that the odds were long, that, that they would have been able to do it. And we weren't really having super high expectations of it being done. But then this comes out today. And taking Burns to arbitration over $740,000. And the, the thing for me that, that really got me was Burns talking about how in the hearing, the Brewers essentially put the blame on Burns as for why they didn't make the playoffs last year. And that's why he deserved to be paid less. They blamed Burns, the guy who made all of his starts, led the league in starts, led the league in strikeouts, pitched 200 innings, had a sub-3 ERA, finished seventh in Cy Young voting. He's the reason why they didn't make the playoffs. Never mind the 16 blown saves in the final two months. Never mind the fact that the offense couldn't buy a clutch hit to save their lives. Never mind all of that. Burns is the reason. What? It's not even, it's one thing to go with, you know, different comparisons, be like, okay, you know, this guy, you know, this guy got this much amount of money. Uh, he's, you know, he closely resembles this guy's stats, so he should get this amount of money. That's, that's one thing. But that is such an outright lie to put any sort of blame on Burns for not making the playoffs last year. It, it's ridiculous. And I think that's, that's the final nail for a lot of people as well, because, you know, it, it's not even just, okay, it, we, we can't even look at this where it's like, okay, they made a valiant effort to try to extend him. He's asking for, for too much, for more money than they could possibly give. They made an effort. They tried, uh, they kept him around, you know, they, they did whatever that they put in some sort of, decent effort to to make it happen we we can't even get there anymore and and they they can't even say whenever burns does walk whether they trade him or whether he walks in free agency they can't even say oh well we made a valiant attempt because then also in burns comments he talked about how they made him a pretty poor multi-year offer which is essentially just one year to avoid arbitration this year and then a club option for next year to avoid that year of arbitration so it wasn't even any sort of actual legitimate extension yes. conversation. So that that is just adding on to it. The the lie about him being a reason for why they missed the playoffs and the pathetic attempt at a multi-year offer that was frankly insulting. Yeah, so I don't really disagree with anything you just said. I think I saw a lot of people on Twitter and I heard texters and callers and, and other radio show hosts today talk about like, well, this is how arbitration works. Right. This is how it works. This is the process. Don't blame the brewers. Blame the process. Blame arbitration. And I get that. And I think you do too. arbitration. This is you got to go in there and you get which is why I wish the players weren't involved at all. Like this is why we have agents. This is why we have reps is so they don't have to be a part of this. But whatever. We don't need to get into like litigating how baseball works in the next CBA and, and all that to those who say blame the process. Don't blame the brewers. I would say the brewers should have seen this coming. Right, the Brewers should have found mm-hmm. some way to settle beforehand and and, and say, look, Burnsy, Corbin, however they refer to him, we don't want to do this with you, man. 
Like we don't we don't want to go in there and get an award. We love you. We don't want to tear you down. We don't want to have to do this. Let's find a way to settle. Even if it costs the Brewers a little bit more. Think of it as a tax. Think of it as a tax to keep your star player healthy and happy. Not healthy, but happy. Think of it as a tax to not have your fans outraged over something like this. Think of it as a tax. And it's only $740,000. Yeah. The the difference was only $740,000. This whole thing with, with Burns fighting him over this essentially tiny amount of money for a billion dollar franchise yeah. is going to cost them so much more than $740,000 in the long run. That, that's what I was saying when they first filed against each other and how this was a game of chicken that you they did. weren't going to win. Yeah. Even if they won the case, the Brewers still lose. And they they sold out to, to win the case and they saved themselves seven hundred forty k. But they're, they're going to cost themselves so much more by doing this with their ace. And, I mean, this is going to be percolating around the clubhouse. I mean, Burns is obviously upset. He's, he's got a lot of pull in there. They did, The Brewers did this to his best friend on the team, Josh Hader, a couple of years ago. He ended up getting traded. And Burns has the same agency as a lot of the other players in there. You know who else has the same agency as Burns? Willie Adamas. Yeah. Now how's he going? Now how are him and his agents going to look at a possible extension with the Brewers? I mean, the, the Willie has been vocal about wanting to stay in Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and, you know, and after you know what? seeing what, Willie, what happened here, you know what I love, Gasper, is that Willie has walked the walk. He was at uh, cold beer, hot stove, whatever thing they did at the bar. Like he's been an active, very vocal, very public member of the brew. He likes it. He's about it. So he's not just saying mm-hmm. that. He's been about it. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, he has been putting it out there vocally saying, I want to make this happen. I want to stay here. Burns hasn't been, you know, pushing that as much. But, you know, when you have that and, then, you know, the same agency and, you know, Adamus, you know, seeing what goes on there, it, it's going to make it difficult to try to come to an extension with him. And so now now where are you at? What What's the end game here? Because the end game is not going to be a Corbin Burns contract extension. That ship has sailed. It, it's over. I've given up all hope on that. So what happens now? Do you either let him walk in two years or do you trade him next year? It's too late to trade him this offseason. They, they can't do it now. Are, are they going to try another midseason trade? I doubt it, considering how poorly the Josh Hader trade went over. And if they're in contention, which they still should be, mm-hmm. if they're in contention in July, you, you can't trade them then either. And you should still be in contention next year mid-season as well, so you can't really trade them then. So unless they completely fall off the table, your only opportunity to trade them is next offseason. And the same goes for Brandon Woodruff and Willie Adamas, because all three of those guys are reaching for agency at the same time. So you can't trade all three in one offseason. You can't. At least certainly not while trying to claim that, that they're trying to get a bite at the apple every single year and that they're not in a rebuild. So What's the end game here? What, what, what's going to end up happening? They've already they've already shipped off the the, the possibility of an extension with Burns, and it, it seems like they've burned the bridge yeah. by going nice. to the arbitration here. It's been burned, burned. They burned the bridge. Yeah, they, they burned the bridge. The, the, the bridges are burned. This is a point that I made earlier, and, and you tell me if this is important or not, because maybe this means nothing. We're talking with David Gasper reviewing the brew. The Brewers have, I think. Uh, an extra bit of responsibility as an organization to be good to their players and to do as much as they can for their players because the Brewers, because of their standing in the league and the amount of money they have relative to some other teams, right? They're very transactional. 
So they're going to be trading mm-hmm. more often. They're going to be looking to nickel and dime, not even in a bad way. They're going to look at a Hunter Renfro and say, how can we parlay him into younger players, cheaper players, more controllable players? This is what they do, right? And if you're a franchise that's always wheeling and dealing and always treating their players as assets, you need to be extra nice to them. You need, you really need to go the extra mile. And it feels like they've done the opposite. And I just, it, it, it speaks, I think, poorly of the organization. And like you said, Burns is friends in the league. These agents talk. I think it matters. No, you're 100% right there. And and that's something that it seemed like, you know, a couple of years ago, that actually was the case, that they were taking care of their players, that, that they were cognizant of, of culture and how important it was. I mean, those, those teams in, in 2017, 2018, I mean, they were having so much fun in the clubhouse. Yes. And, you know, it was a place that players wanted to play. And, it, like, Yes, Monty Grandall signed with the Brewers because, you know, he loved, you know, the, the, the culture and everything that he heard about it. It seemed like a great place to want to play. And, you know, it seemed like a, a sneaky free agent destination for guys that, that they wanted to play in Milwaukee because they had built up a great clubhouse culture and it was fun. And we haven't seen that lately. So, something changed. Um, in the past couple of years, I mean, yeah, we've seen the Lorenzo Cain issue. We've seen the Josh Hader issue. Uh, and now we got the Corbin Burns issue. And it's just continuing to, to spiral out of control, and they don't seem like, like they're trying to stop it. it. It just continues to get worse. This is frustrating. I, I don't know what's changed the last couple of years, but you're right. We're not that far removed, Gasper, from guys coming to Milwaukee. And even if it was like one- or two-year deals, right, Th- those guys are always going to be out there. Guys that are mm-hmm. looking for a big contract can't find it, so they need to settle down for a year or two, kind of work on their – maybe not work on their game, but try to get – that next big contract when they become available. Maybe the the free agent class is packed and they didn't get the deal they wanted. Come to Milwaukee. Well, you know Milwaukee's going to use you correctly, put you in the best chance to succeed. Craig Council's shown that he's really good at finding a role for guys and making it work. And now two years later, it seems like the exact opposite is the case. I I don't know what happened, but something changed. And and here's another thing, too. Craig Council does not have a contract extension yet. He's on a lame duck year. He's got one year left, and it doesn't seem like that they're in any hurry to get him a contract extension. So I'm not sure if, it, if it's council wanting wanting out or wanting to, to change this and, and change it up. I know he's got a couple of uh, kids now playing college baseball. But, you know, now you have that. And, like, Craig Council was, like, the centerpiece uh, of the culture, of, of the fun that, that these players were having. Yeah. And, you know, now, I mean, he's – he's he's basically got to deal with the players um, who are suffering from, you know, what's – from decisions being made. I mean, he had to deal with the fallout of the Josh Hader trade. Council didn't make that decision. The front office did. And he's got to deal with telling that to the players and, and managing them after that. And that, that's an impossible situation. So how much longer does Council want to stick? And Council's one of the best managers in baseball. And there, he hasn't even gotten a contract extension either because he doesn't want to or, or whatever. So you've just got really a, a big storm brewing and none of it is looking good for the organization it's not great but ideally david gasper a couple weeks go by we get another aaron Rodgers story and we forget about this and move on once he comes out of a solitary confinement excuse me the darkness retreat yeah yeah yeah. and and i think corbin this has been yeah go ahead I was just going to say, this has been probably the worst pitchers and catchers report day that I can remember. Not not only on top of Burns, yeah. Aaron Ashby is out for a couple of months. You know, his injury is apparently worse than, than they thought, and he's he's going to be shut down for a while. So then you got that on top of it. William Contreras looks good, though. Nice smile on that guy. 
That was that was nice. Oh yeah, like those pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's about all we have. But yeah, and hopefully yeah. We get another Rogers story. And it makes me feel a little better that you know Burns in his answer to McAlvey and Rosiak and the Brewers beat in the media scrum today. He's like, look, this is how it works. I get it. Like he wasn't completely miserable. I think he was peeved. I think he was annoyed. But he he also understands mm-hmm. this is how it works. I'm going to be a professional. I'm going to go out there every five days and do my job. But I don't want disgruntled players. Like, like I want players that are amped to be there and excited. And I I just I feel like that's not the case. I don't think it's going to impact. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to impact. We'll see. But hopefully it'll. it'll but but you want the players to have a good relationship with, with management and, and the front office. Really like you do with any job. You want the workers to have a good relationship with their managers and, and, and the and the front office people. Like you, you want that to, to feel good and not, you know, trashing each other to, to their face. I mean it's and wrongfully blaming him for uh the failure to reach the playoffs is still beyond me how, how they made that case and how the arbitration panel bought it. Another question, uh Boathouse Tom texted in earlier, one of our texters, it's my dad. And he's like, how did Burns' attorney lose this? And I like, I kind of want to know, too. Yeah. He's worth 30, 40 million on an open market. You can't get 600K? Like, well, what was Burns' attorney doing? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, too. I mean, like, it seemed like an open and shut case for, for Corbin Burns to, to win this. But I don't know if, if what it was with the comps. But, I mean, teams have been, you know, they've got, like, specific guys dedicated to this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how Burns' agents weren't able to present a better case for a Cy Young winner. Um, but somehow the Brewers were able to present one. Plus, uh, the arbitration panel isn't they, – they aren't really baseball watchers. They're labor lawyers. Um, so it's kind sense. of basic – yeah, stats are that they don't really kind of know, oh, Corbin Burns is, like, really good. Uh, it's just kind of this is a, you know, random salary arbitration thing. We got no idea about any of these guys. Well, he only won 12 games. They play 162. That doesn't seem like a lot. Maybe, yeah. maybe and he lost eight because win-loss record is important. Gasper, uh, I, uh, I got to let you go. I've kept you too long. I wasn't going to ask you to come on today. I was, t- I was telling everybody else before you came on. It's like, he messaged me. I was like, hell yeah, you come on. The light is always on. The door is always open for you, David Gasper. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, especially after a day like today. I need I need someone to, to vent to about this because, I mean, this, this is just a ridiculous situation. And it is starting off 2023 on the wrong foot. Yeah, it's not great. Well. Hopefully Aaron Ashby gets that shoulder figured out, and that's why they brought back Wade Miley. They had a they had a plan for this. Maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers can hallucinate a, a new contract for for Corbin Burns oh while he's out there. Oh my God, we can talk about that next week. Maybe I'll put that on the rundown tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Gasper. Appreciate you. Take care. Yep. Have a good one. Take care. David Gasper reviewing the Brew Twitter at dgasper24. Let's take one last break. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Fun show tonight. I knew it would be as soon as I saw that Corbin Burns video this morning whenever McCalvey tweeted it out let me see what time it was at feels like it was years ago uh, he tweeted it at 12.02 p.m. as soon as I saw that I said well there's the show <laughs> we had to bump the NBA lounge it's been forever since we've done that so let's do that tomorrow 
We'll start the show tomorrow with the NBA Lounge. Uh, we'll do it at some point tomorrow. I don't know. I'm not backing myself into a, a show rundown corner. We'll get to it at some point tomorrow. Kurt Hogue of the Journal Sentinel will join the show as well tomorrow. He covers the Brewers. Not at spring training yet. He'll be heading down there in a little bit, so we're able to catch up with him at home. Kurt at home, TM. We can do more of that segment. Love Kurt. Good friend of the show. We love David Gasper, who's on Twitter, at DGasper24. Follow his work, read his stuff, reviewing the brew. He is outstanding and has been a longtime friend of the show and is just about as generous with his time as anyone I've ever met. And we appreciate him. And I think he just needed... He just needed to bitch today. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think I needed to broadcast that. I just think he needed to call someone and let out some angst about what's going on with his boy Corbin Burns and the Brewers. Check out what you missed in the podcast. First hour was lit. Pete from Monona had a call. I'll tell you what, that'll all be in the pod. Get at it. I'll talk to you tomorrow at four. Never miss a Friday show. Yeah.